Hey, greetings, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Staredown, our weekly sports talk and real estate podcast amongst friends. Really, it's just a conversation amongst friends that we record, but we call it a podcast. So I think we all feel obligated to connect <laughs> once a week and talk. <laughs> I'm Sean Carpenter, Columbus, Ohio. We got Bill Risser down in St. Pete, Todd in Cumming, Georgia, and Bill and uh, Anthony Malafronte over in Tampa. What's up, boys? Bill, how are you? I'm doing good. Weekend. Doing good. Sorry, I was a little late tonight when we record. I, you know, we're usually very prompt about our uh, our efforts to connect, as you say, and uh, I was a little late, so that's my bad. Um, no, it's been a, it was a great weekend. Really busy, busy week ahead <coughs> of me, and uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll defer to the next person. I'll save my time. I'll I'll uh, deed. What do I do? How do I transfer my time to uh, to, to 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 the jet to the gentleman to the gentleman from. Uh, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Todd Meininger. Hey, Bill, Sean, Mel, uh, good to talk to you boys. Um, went to a, had a little, uh, sneak long beach weekend, which was great just cause you're at the beach, uh, two strikes. The weather, which you guys can attest to wasn't great in Florida, um, this week. So, uh, but the biggest challenge I had boys was never had food poisoning until, um, until this weekend. So got a, uh, got a, I, we think it's uh, got a Caesar salad. Um, so anyway, uh, I was fine. Just, uh, there was a, a little hiccup in time where, um, I was, uh, kind of passing through things, but, um, Hey, all's well that ends well. Um, and got to watch a little sports and super looking forward to, to talking with you boys. So Mal, what about you, man? Uh, same old, same old Todd, you know, get up, did a little work this weekend. They found a couple of houses for folks. Wrote uh, between Friday and today. Wrote five offers for five different buyers. Maybe wow. we'll get, you know, if, if the averages are good, one of them will be accepted, and we'll keep looking for the other four. Played a little golf. Sean, I'm making a major swing change. Oh yeah, in my golf game. I read an article that talked about how as you age and your flexibility leaves you um load back loading your right leg becomes harder because you lose balance mm -hmm. when you so shift back yeah yeah so there's a whole school of thought and there's more than a couple of senior golfers senior pga golfers who front load they put most of their weight on their front leg to start and swing around that leg uh and I, I have a little aim issue at the moment and a little <laughs> ball position issue, but little, when I little, little flight, little flight issue on how high it goes, yeah, but it's better. It's dead ways. straight. That's dead straight. Yeah. yeah. It, it's much, much straighter. I get a, a much better turn and my ball contact is better. I just have to, I got to get the alignment and the whole thing kind of figured out a little bit, but it's going to take right. a little while, but I was very pleased with, with 18 holes of being committed to that process. Nice. nice. I concur. He he did great with it. It was it was it was. So when you hit one clean, you might, it might have been clean, but it was just dead left or or. They were dead mostly right. when I missed them. They were they were right, or <clears throat> I had it too far forward and I pull hooked it. Got it. Uh, okay. Because there's there are times like I hit one. Bill will remember it on thirteen. I had the ball way below <laughs> my feet, and I put all my weight on my front leg, and as I swung back. If I didn't put any weight on my left leg, I would have tumbled down the hill. So mm. I literally ended up with all my weight on my back leg and I topped the ball. 
Uh, so there's some things I have to like, like think about more because it's it's very new. But it, the swing felt like in better mechanics. It felt in better tempo than than what I've been doing. And I can still get a pretty full shoulder turn when I do it. So this is the oldest guy in the room here who hits it much farther than anyone else in the room here. <laughs> Who's worried about his old man swing? <laughs> so I got hit straighter. <laughs> okay, far right. and off the charts is not a good thing. <laughs> okay, true. I love that he's tinkering though. You're always tinkering, right? He I is mean, tinkering. That's, yeah, that's it. Is what it is. Got to. Yeah. Okay. It's one of the best things about the game, Todd. Yeah, for me. yeah. I agree. I mean, I, I I'm thinking as we're having this conversation, Carp. You mentioned a week or so ago that you were trying to do things a little differently, hit, hit it a little <laughs> steeper yeah. and you were getting a tiny different ball flight. And a little less steep. Yeah, a little less your, deep. Trying to, yeah. Trying to come in a little more shallow. Yeah. Yeah. And you were talking, I mean, the excitement when you were talking about that, just that slight little change and watching how the ball did things differently. That's one of the fun things about the game. Really? Yeah. yeah little changes. Well, I mean, I, um, that was a week ago. That was not this yeah. week. <laughs> I, uh, well, Sean, I, you'll remember hole number eight. Par five on our golf course, right? Sure I do. I hit a great tee ball with a little bit of a fade. It rolled, and I hit a three wood. My three, my three wood. I hit it past everybody else, and I'm standing 208 yards away. A little bit of the dog leg in front of me, yep. and I take out my hybrid, and I hit the first one, and I hit it dead right into the woods. Yep. Right. And I had it a little bit too far back and I didn't get through it. And I, and I said, you know what, I'm going to drop it right here and I'm going to do it again. I hit the second one where I moved the ball a little bit better ball position and I hit it straight over the trees with a little bit of a draw. It landed built 25 feet in front of the green. Yeah. Maybe in two. Well, pin, in four, but yeah, in the two. pins all the way in the back left. <laughs> and I, and I chip it in with a seven iron for a par. Yep. <laughs> I <laughs> sit in. Chipped it in from like that's beautiful. Know, 75, like, like 85 like, like Billy Horschel. Yeah. Like Billy Horschel. That could have been your eagle chip in in a different that hole. Should right? have that been could've... the eagle chip in. No, yeah, no, yeah. The, he didn't tell you this part of the story. The rest of us didn't know he was going to drop it. So we all just walked down the fairway directly in front of him and we hear this smash. <laughs> Unfortunately, he crushed it in the right where he was aiming. So that's awesome. <laughs> well, I um you know. I, my, our, our courses, short game area has been closed for a year and my short game is absolute trash. So bad that on the 11th hole Saturday, I texted Bob Sowers, my coach and said, I need a lesson like in the middle of my round. I just, I mean, I, wow. I confidence is, is negative 10. Um, I don't know whether I'm going to, I mean, I'm sculling the ball. I'm chunking the ball. I mean, I'm hit. Our rough is so thick around the greens right now. Cause it's just, it's at that part of the time up here where you can't really keep up with it. Um, mm. If you hit it just over the green, it rolls into this just bird's nest that you either, you know, to, to play a good shot out of it's tough. Let me show you something guys. It's been a long time since I've been double digits uh, <gasps> index. Shock. Wow. <clears throat> wow. Um, Bragging cart. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So I, 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 can, I, I made I can a commitment that this year when I yeah. speak, I'm telling people I used to be in the golf business, not that I was a golf pro, uh, because it's that's an embarrassment to the golf pro professionals. Um, that's awesome. But, you know, so it, it'll come around. You know, I, I made a few putts coming in on uh, – I shot 78 on Saturday, 12-5. You're, yeah. you're so kicking my ass. We're getting closer. Um, <laughs> but good weekend. Good weekend. Oh, I do <laughs> you don't Come want on, look? Anthony, pop it up. Come on. <laughs> 7.9 or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, no, it's, it's, no, no, no. Are you, 
Are you about? Are you with us? Oh. Thirteen. Okay. That's that's he's he's struggled lately. Well, I mean, right now, Bill, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm afraid. Uh, you know, when the Scarlet it might opens, be generous, Bill. That might be generous. <laughs> when the Scarlet opens in a week or so, it'll be uh probably more. You know, but shooting a high eighties, low nineties on the Scarlet is not a not an issue. You know, so and that, I also don't get as frustrated. That rough around the greens prohibits a seven or an eight iron and a putting stroke. Well, I, Bill, I, I want to let you know, I, I, I have gone to a nine iron or eight iron, depending on the distance. Yeah. Um, if I'm not in the thick rough, if I'm, yeah. if I'm short on the, in the, on the fringes or just off the collar, but not in the deep rough, if I can, you know, get my club on the ball, I've been hitting that and just learning the, the, the carry, yeah. you know, yeah, but, I've but, been there for decades. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's just straightforward. It's easy. You put a putting stroke on a seven iron and you know, you, you get better at the distances with time. It's just, it's just a matter of guys of the, the execution I'm seeing in my head and getting my body to do that execution. Right? Oh, that's, that's long gone. Sean, Sean, that's long gone. I would, yeah. I wouldn't even try yeah. for that anymore. Yeah. No. Yep. So <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. All right, guys, let's talk a little sports. Uh, I said not a great week in sports cause kind of, you know, the masters is done, but let's, let's start with golf. Um, uh, pretty, it, kind of a boring event because Stuart Sink wire to wire, but how about setting the new record 16 under par beats mm. Jack Nicholas's record by three strokes with a 63, 63 at age 47, the third time winner of the RBC heritage Stuart Sink uh, wins by four going away. Only the only two players in this season of golf have won two tournaments, Stuart Sink. And do you know the other one? I saw it today. I'm just drawing okay. a blank. Justin yeah. Thomas. I don't nope. know. Todd? Uh, I'm just drawing a blank. I saw, I saw the- Bryson, uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, Bryson, 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 that's right. Because yeah, right. the U.S. Open technically counts as, the, as this yeah. year's season. It's uh, yeah. a wraparound. Yeah, wraparound. Yeah. So pretty impressive. Pretty impressive win. What, did you guys watch any of it? I mean, that's just a- Talk, just, about, a, talk about a horses for courses. Davis Love's won, what, six there. Stuart Sink's won three. Zach Johnson's won a couple. Um, it's just a course. Uh, Nick Faldo won a few there. It's just a course where I think people come out of the Masters playing well. Payne Stewart, I think, won four or five. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I, I just watched Sunday and the last, uh, basically the back nine on Sunday. And it was great. Cause it really was just watching him and his son just have a, a wonderful time coming in, watching the wife and the other son waiting for him. I mean, it was just uh, it was yeah, a, it was a really cool story, right? Yeah. Very cool. 24 I, years. Yeah, I, the last the first win. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I probably watched more than I wanted to just cause weather uh, was, was a little on the, on the rainy side um, where I was at. Um, but yeah, really cool. Um, they kept showing flashback pictures of him and his first win and how little the kids were and uh really neat final group pairing. Um, Stuart Sink, I believe got his first PGA tour win in 1997 yeah. and Colin Morikawa was born in 1997. Yeah. So <laughs> how neat is that? Um, admittedly um, I'm, I'm a little salty these days and I'm, I'm trying to work on that, but uh, I thought CBS, CBS overplayed the Stuart Sink family um, story. I kept I kept talking. I'm like, it's writing itself. I thought they were pushing it a little more. Where sometimes less is a little more. Um, again, what else being, you gonna do? What else are you going to do for three hours though? Four and he a six stroke lead. Nothing else yeah. to talk about. Yeah. 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 So maybe maybe again, I was paying a little more attention to normal. Uh, but um, 
congrats to him. He had to come back to the field to make it interesting, right? And he just wouldn't do it. I think he had one bogey on the back nine, yeah. right? And and that's it. So really impressed with the uh, with the elder states in forty seven. He, you know, people that's that's a, a a tight course, smallest greens in the PGA, and uh, he dominated. So really, really kind of cool story. And his youngest son that wasn't on the bag, he won. I think a father son with him maybe in the same course years ago. And he flew in from Wyoming with his girlfriend, um, hoping dad would win. So yeah, great, great story, right? Fourth awesome. top 20 this year, including a, t- a T12 at the Masters. Um, you know, I'm going to have to see a lot more golf between now and the Ryder Cup. Jim Nance was kind of saying like, oh, I think he might be a good pick for the Ryder Cup. I'm like, yeah, I'm easy, <laughs> easy a little bit there, Jim. Let's, <laughs> you know. Maybe uh, he'll be like a vice captain or something. Yeah, right? that's that, that's kind of the, um, the, the move uh, a Euro team would make bringing on some older guy, you know, but Len is wisdom. I'm winning lately, boys. Go get him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so coming up guys on the tour, we got Zurich this week, uh, a team <laughs> event. Uh, so you'll see a lot of, a lot of the big names take off this week. And then you got Valspar, which will draw a good crowd. Um, then you go Wells Fargo and then Byron Nelson and then PGA once again, kind of a weird, so they go New Orleans, uh, Tampa area, Mm. then Charlotte, then Texas, then South Carolina. So it seems like they should have done Hilton Head, North Carolina, South Carolina, all back to back to back. But, you know, timing is what it is. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see who steps up and, and, and shows up because um, a lot of good tournaments. Uh, Valspar, you know, you guys don't ride around you guys and yep. always uh, draws a good crowd. Um, Wells Fargo on a great course, right? Quell Hollow, uh, Byron Nelson. Uh, another, another one that a lot of people try and play a little different now that Byron's been gone for what, 15 years. Um, he's just an old name to a lot of these kids. I mean, none of them were alive when Byron Nelson was standing on the 18th hole passing out the tournament, uh, and then the PGA. So, um, all right, let, let you guys pick bill. What do you want to go to next? You want to go baseball or hockey? Baseball. All right, let's talk baseball. Here's your standings. Couple weeks into the season, a couple regulars and a couple new names uh, in the AL: Boston, Kansas City, and Seattle are your leaders mm. in the American League. And in the National League, you got the Mets, the Reds, and the Dodgers. Bill, we've had a couple no hitters already this season. San Diego Padres the no hitter, and the White Sox almost threw a perfect game. I want to talk about this for a little bit. You, you see that? Yeah, yeah. The K. Uh, your thoughts on the unwritten out. rule of leaning in? That you know, he was he hit him in the hit him in the foot. Yes, yeah, not really leaning in, you know. Right. And uh, and look, I think I think a professional major league baseball player doesn't want to um, end up a, a perfect game with by getting hit. He wants to mm. drive a ball over the fence and end the <laughs> no hitter, the shutout, and everything else. Right. That's kind of what right. they want to do. So I think it was just a a pitch that just got a little too far inside, and it's really, you know. <laughs> how do you get upset? You, you, you were, you were one pitch away from a perfect game. You got your no hit mm. team one. Everything's good. It's all good. It was fun yep. seeing the celebration afterwards and um, yep. the play by, Oh, um, uh, I'm going to forget the kid's name at first base, not a kid, older guy. Um, that play to save that no hitter was unbelievable. Right. Uh, mm. It was a, a, a ground ball to first. And he was, in, as he was going to the bag, the pitcher wasn't going to get there to beat the runner. The runner was fast. Runner comes in, um, head first slide, and he just dives with his and basically like could have easily Wiped hyperextended it. his knee. No, he dove with his foot 
and he, he had to watch it in replay and his foot just barely beat the guy's hand coming in. Is that right? Okay. Super, I didn't see it. super cool. And it saved the no hitter. And, uh, there's always a player or two like that every time that happens. So very, very, very fun. Sure. Todd, your bravos, bravos, uh, had a nice first inning yesterday. Yeah. Four home runs. Um, I think Freddie's, I think Freddie's ball is still, uh, coming down. (laughs) What a moonshot. I mean, um, that was intentional. I know that was intentional because I had the starting pitcher, um, (laughs) Kyle Hendricks. He's, he's hurt. No, no, he's not healthy. Cause why would he give up four home runs in the first inning? It's (laughs) every game counts in baseball, which is, um, but, I think we've talked about this before. It's at least Memorial Day is your threshold. Some people say 4th of July before you really start uh, analyzing. Um, But gosh, Ronald is just on fire, right? Just raking. Unbelievable. Um, If the Braves pitching can get healthy, uh, which I think it will, and, you know, Max Fried, uh, the number one, he needs to settle down. But again, it's early yet. So got to settle down and get in. The Dodgers are just look unstoppable, right? They're the ones running away in the, in the NL, but again, long way to go. So. Mal, your thoughts on either either the Yankees or the Rays. The Rays have just beaten the Yankees for seven straight series going back to last year. And the Yankees are, in my opinion, the Yankees are in big trouble. When's the last time the Yankees won anything when they didn't have lefty power? And they don't have it. And they have one pitcher. And they they don't play good defense. They have have a lot of holes, a lot of problems. They'll start hitting eventually. But this past weekend, I was able to listen to a number of the games. The Rays, Saturday, hit a couple of home runs. Three, I think. But someday they manufactured runs. The Yankees don't manufacture runs at all. Minus nine in run differential. Surprisingly, Tampa Bay, who's in, in second, uh, 13 run differential. They're down 13 right. runs. Red Sox up 28. Um, but yeah, not down nine runs this early in the season, just for a Yankees team. Five games under 500, worst record in the AL East, uh, worst record in the American League right now. How many games behind? That's the most important. Five, five behind. Braves are limping out of the gate and only two and a half behind. So it's not correct. Not It's 147 games left for them to get the 90 wins. They'd have to win 85 games. They're not going to do it. Yeah. God, you talk about, you know, the Dodgers run differential right now. They're 38 plus 38. Um, They're just right now sick, right? They they remind me of what, when did the Tigers start out so good? Oh, yeah, the, year, the, year, 20, the year they the year they swept 69. or the year they beat the Padres in the World Series, nineteen ninety four. I know the year. Twenty nine. Yeah, that right? They were 30, 35, 30, 35 30, and five. Thirty five and five. Thirty five and five. Yeah. Wow. Thirty five yeah, and yeah. five. Yeah. It's got a feel to it, but it's still, again still early yet, right? Yep. I'm sorry. The the Rockies are four and twelve, so they technically have a worse record than the than the Yankees. But Yankees are the worst in the AL for by a couple games. I think my Braves are going to the Bronx now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, they are. <laughs> they are. Come yeah, tomorrow. Are. Yeah. Come tomorrow. Okay. Hey, by the way, uh, real quick, Bill, the first of the night. Um, yeah, yeah. The last two, the last two Braves games um, on Saturday, the Braves lost 13 to four. Last night, they won 13 to four. I was thinking if you wanted a side uh, 13, 
where we can all pick a national league and American league team. We do it offline, but we used to do that. Remember that was, a, that was always a fun, uh, lucky 13 We 30 bucks yes. a man. We have 30 teams. And if your team hit 13 and no one else did that week, you got your money back. And then if the weeks pushed, it was like a carryover. So that was fun. Todd uh, is, uh, Acuna out. Is he, I heard he was, I heard on the radio today that he might've had like some sort of an abdominal strain. He might be day to day. He, you, uh, you took the words out of my mouth. He had an MRI abdominal strain day to day. So, um, I think if there's any chance for him playing, uh, he'll play. They may give him the day off tomorrow just to give him an extra day, but, um, no, no, no signs, no, no bad news from the MRI. So he's a great player. Todd, you look at the, um, at the bat, yeah. batting leaders in the all of major league. He's second right now in batting average. He's first yep. in home runs. He's second yep. in tied for second in runs batted in. He's leading in hits. Um, and yeah, pretty impressive. And, and what's again, the beauty of having a Freddie Freeman in your lineup, but he leads off, right? He could be a one, a three or a four hitter on any team. And, and he's in the one slot. And Oh, by the way, all things, right. Freddie's pushed up to two. Um, <laughs> three. It's just it, the bat should be a problem. I'm knocking on wood. Um, if they can, if they can get going, um, good things could happen in Atlanta. Bill, your boy Tyler Glass now uh, with a .73 ERA has him uh, three, three tenths behind Jacob Degrom at .45. Um, you know, but yeah, um, Degrom is um, otherworldly at the moment. Unbelievable, right? Uh, 35 strikeouts in his first three games, I think is the number, something like that. Bieber's um, got 48. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been that's two four games, but still that's amazing. Yeah. That's just incredible. Um, yeah, so that uh, and and glass now, you know, um, I watched him pitch in a spring training game for the pirates like three, three or four years ago. Obviously, he was younger, but he just looked like he had something, you know. And uh, when the when the race traded for him, I was happy. I thought, okay, I, I liked watching him in spring training and uh-huh. Uh, he's definitely filled in that gap that Snell left behind, right? Um, I think Charlie Morton, you know, you never know what you had coming with him because he was getting older, right? So I, I was sure. okay with that, but losing Snell was a big deal. Um, however, it's been the Rays' way for years, right? David Price, <clears throat> Evan Longoria, those guys have value. You get something back in exchange, and they just keep building and building sure. and building out of that um, <laughs> Farm system. And there could be a he really could could gutted out that game on Saturday, Bill, because he didn't he did. have his good stuff. He did. He did. he was great. Yeah, he 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 kept he just yeah. didn't give up. Yeah. I mean, he bases loaded in the first inning. He got out of that. Yeah. Wild pitch back to the screen in the second or the third inning. He just was not on, but he gutted it out for six innings. And again, the Yankees could not score, and the Rays manufactured runs. Uh that was very, that was a, it was an impressive listen. I wish I was watching it, but it was an impressive listen. I, th- I told you, uh, listening you know, to him do that. You, you think about um, when you hear that raise, or I'm sorry, the uh, Yankees lineup come up to the plate, every single one, except for Odor, you know, <laughs> who hits ninth, the second baseman, who's not a bad second baseman. Rough Ned. <laughs> yeah. Rough Ned Odor. Uh, but it is unbelievable. The, the lineup that comes up to the plate, how they're not averaging five runs a game is unbelievable. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what they it's, do. It's one of those it. things where, you know, they, they turn it on go for a two week stretch where they, you know, uh, hit 400, you know, you wouldn't be surprised, but yeah. when you're five back this early, got to start doing you something. Know, a good manager 
and and proper pitching can pitch around them because if your number three hitter is not hitting and you know it, yeah, the number four guy's not protected. So yeah. you can pitch around a guy to get to a guy, and if none of them are hitting, you know, the pitchers really have an advantage over the and right now none of them are hitting. I mean, Odor is their righty their lefty power at the moment. Think about it. No, that's not, not to throw it. Not to throw Braves all the time, but that's why Snicker put Freddie at two to project protect Ronald, if you will, right? Yeah. Right. And oh, by the way, we'll throw Marcelo Zunia, who's you know a, a professional hitter. Yeah, the top. Yeah, it's those managers are good at setting the lineups, or can be bad, right? Just depending on how they do it. Yep. Well, take the Atlanta Yankee series that's coming up. The way Atlanta's playing currently. And they have better pitching than the Yankees, and the Yankees aren't hitting. They're going to play in the American League, so there's going to be a DH, but they still have a National League manager who knows how to manage around those situations significantly better than Boone. And that's going to make a huge difference in those games that are going to be played there. Mm. A huge difference. Yeah, good take. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, good pick up there. All right, uh, really quick, guys. NHL, uh, Carolina, Florida in the East or I guess the Southeast, Washington Islanders, Toronto, Winnipeg, and then out West, you got Colorado and Vegas. Really no changes. Uh, Tampa Bay kind of hovering right there in the third spot. Um, you know, just just keep riding it out, playing your playing your games. Uh, really nothing major to report there. NBA, Bill, I'm going to take you out of it. Todd or Anthony, can you guys tell me who are the best records in the NBA? There's name, Utah. Name the two teams. Utah, Utah is the yes. best record. And who's the second yep. best record? The second best record in the NBA. I'm going to have to guess. I know it's not the Knicks. No, but Knicks are in sixth right now in the East. Wow. Oh, the only Jazz. reason I saw you. Utah Jazz. Utah's got that. best record. Yep. Todd yeah. said that. And, oh, I, and I, told Phoenix. Bill, I told Bill he couldn't. Bill couldn't guess. Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix so that's Suns. Why Bill couldn't guess. It's Phoenix. Wow. Right? It's yeah. like Jeopardy. The the clue is in the question, right? Exactly. The question. That's right. <laughs> yeah. What is yeah. Phoenix? So, yep. Not not what you'd expect. Uh, yeah, the best records in, in in basketball right now: Utah, Phoenix, Clippers, and then the the Seventy Sixers. Um, Todd, your your Hawks are in the fourth spot right now. Um, yeah. So just you know, um, not haven't, haven't really watched a single game or know much what's happening. So just just want to give the update. Um, let's quickly go to NFL. Draft is next week, so we'll maybe look into that a little more next week. Uh, a lot of chatter. Trevor Lawrence donating some money to a charity in Jacksonville, saying he's looking forward to be, being part of the community. Um, so looks like that's probably going to be a done deal with the Jaguars and Urban Meyer picking there. Um, interesting chatter here in Columbus that Justin Fields all of a sudden is that is that quarterback who nobody knows whether they can trust him or not, and is he the right player, and is he going to drop? And looks like uh, Lance from North Dakota is going to be who the Jets might take. Um, or maybe the kid from uh, Brigham Young um, and Fields could drop. And, and where does he go? Where does Kyle Pitts go, Todd, the, the great tight end from Florida? Does Jamar Chase get picked by the Bengals to team up with his former college QB for one year, Joe Burrow? Um, what happens there? And kudos to Alex Smith. Alex Smith retired today, uh, called it quits. Uh, great comeback of the year from his sickly broken leg. Um Played a couple games and got a couple wins this year, um, but decided to hang it up. So kudos to Alex Smith. Did, did you hear what Ron Rivera's quote was about Alex Smith? You know, playing for the the Washington team this year. 
he or the past season, he said, I, I, I was afraid to put him in the game. I didn't know what was going to happen to him. And if you think about it, because of what he came back from and just how severe it was. And what if you were the coach who put him in a game and he ends up trashing that leg again or whatever, mm. right? Which is really a weird way to think about it. But um, is that a possible reason that he's retiring is other coaches were just like, I don't want to, I don't want to be the one. You know, I don't want to take that chance because yeah. he's I, definitely still got game left in him to, to at least be a bridge maybe between. I think what we forget, well, I'll speak for myself. Yeah. I he was 36. Yeah. I really did. 36 years old. And that to me really epitomizes his sheer will and determination that he wasn't going to let that injury define his career because he got injured at 33, 34. Many NFL players retired earlier. So I think it, 36, and I'm not saying that had nothing to do with it, but uh, I think uh, he came back and, and proved he was still viable and maybe just kind of felt like, all right, I've accomplished all I can accomplish by simply coming back. You know, Todd, when you talk about like dating yourself and <clears throat> thinking about how much has happened, you know, he was the quarterback, became number one draft pick out of Utah. 2005. Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer then leaves Utah, goes yep. to win two championships at Florida, goes to Ohio State, wins the championship, goes to Fox, is now in the NFL as his quarterback is retired. It's Alex Smith's career. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. He's been around a while. He's been around a while was my point. Um, my, my final point with the NFL is no one is a hype machine more than the NFL. The two-week, um, the championship games to the Super Bowl, I thought was enough. If I see any more draft hype coverage, I'm gonna. I'm so glad that it's, <laughs> coming in the next week to 10 days, whatever it is. Um, and that said, Sean, I felt nostalgic because a year ago this time, uh, remember the NFL draft happened and it was like the first sporting event where I know I gushed saying, this is what we, this is what I needed. Just that sports, yeah. uh, the, the, the liaison, the, the pageantry and the way they had the, they were the first of the people in the background cheering and hyping. And yeah, I, it was I, an empty Nashville, draft. wasn't it? Last year? Yes. Is that right? Yeah, I yeah. think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. So anyway. I think it was in Vegas um, last year in Vegas. Because Nashville, it was when it was live on Broadway, it was, remember how packed it was? Yeah, it's true. Um, you might be right. Yep. Yeah. You might be right, yeah. Yeah. But in this year, Hey, Clark, back, they, uh, back they, they milked the hype. They milked the hype, the NFL, for sure. Backtracking to hockey for just a second. Who knows who Patrick Marlowe is? He's, he's about ready to set a. Re he's going to set a record in hockey tonight. That when I heard it on ESPN, it kind of blew my mind. He's the Detroit Red Wings Zamboni driver, who's going to have his <laughs> no, one millionth no, lap he's not. around. No, the he's, he's a good player. I mean, I, I know who oh, he is. He is? Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah, he's a great player. Okay, and he's about ready to pass a record that was set that's been held by one guy since November twenty sixth of nineteen sixty one. I give. He's gonna he's no gonna way. pass Gordy Howe for number of games played in the NHL. Let me guess. Wow. Wait, hold on. There's 82 games a season times. Oh my God! It's got to be 1,750 games. That that's really good, Bill. 1,700. He's gonna play his 1,769th game tonight. <laughs> I was off by that's 19. awesome that you did that. That was great. <laughs> Who's he play for now? Wow. He plays for uh, uh, San Jose Sharks. 
He's got to be wow. a defenseman because only the defenseman can play that long, right? Right. Yeah, that's. I awesome. mean, and he's he's played. Listen to this stat. This one blew my mind, and I had to look it up, and I'm looking it up right now so I don't get it wrong. He has played at least one game against 37 percent of players who have played in the NFL's and the NHL's 104 year history. Wow, <laughs> think about that. He's played. There's 8,100 guys who have played in the NHL, and he's played against 3,009 of them. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's I mean, wild like everybody from the first. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. Hey, Sean, can we backtrack to uh, baseball since now? <laughs> we'll be here so, till midnight. Because I'm going to backtrack to Albies. I need to pass back to the PGA got, Tour when you're done with Albies. Okay, go ahead. Ozzy Albies got injured, so the Braves recalled 36-year-old infier Sean Cosmar Jr. Yes, yeah, saw that. Cool. Not played in the big leagues since, I believe, it's 2009. 12 years, I think, yeah. 12 years. And uh, I, I, I don't know much about him other than he must have a very loving, supporting family that says, keep chasing, keep chasing. And um, knowing the Braves in the organization, he was deserved to be called up. Um, if it was a longer stint, I imagine they would have brought a younger kid up. I think it's a short stint, but they just want to reward him who's capable. But, hey, you've, you've been in the minors for us this long. And we're going to call you will up. Will he get in the game against – will he get in the game? Uh, he got called up yesterday, and I'm – Certain, I don't know the stats, but I think kind of calling him the modern day Crash Davis, right? The yeah, they, they did they did reference Crash. You're exactly right. the fictional uh, character from Bull Durham, right? It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. So anyway, cool story. When he goes up to bat, just tell the kid, "I want Wonder Boy." <laughs> it's not that's that's the wrong movie. Yeah, you're saying that's natural. You, no, he's saying um, that's the natural. natural I'm just saying that he could make a story if he could get in and hit home run and okay. wink at the pitcher right before he pitches. Then he gets all three sure, of the. Make sure he gets all three hits, of the, Make sure he knocks a bunch of lights out too. Sparks flying right. everywhere. Inst- yeah. <laughs> Instead of sitting on the bus, he's sitting on the private jet going. You got to know your cliches. You got <laughs> to own them. <laughs> exactly right. We're, but we're it's not on. The, it's not on the rickety <laughs> bus. It's not on the rickety bus. It's before on, it's we get the, the before jet. we get to soccer, Todd, I do want to give two quick hat tips. We don't go to these sports very often, but two first-time champions in NCAA. Michigan women win the first championship in gymnastics uh, for their school. Florida finished fourth in the final four. Um, and UMass wins the frozen four for the first time. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Kind of cool for, for UMass, Good for them. Uh, a smaller school in a big league. They're obviously part of the bean pot every year uh, there in Boston. Todd, let's finish up with soccer. A little update. I saw Sunderland on the table about eight points out of second right now, but locked in it looks like for sure to the to the playoff where the next two teams will go up right i i think there's a good six matches left so anything can happen but they've uh, they've lost after winning i think six in a row seven or they've lost three in a row so they're in the um playoff um bracket if you will um perfect scenario for them would be in the automatic promotion one or two but um we'll have to wait and see uh the super news which i heard about but mal uh, alerted me and was all over. I don't know if you guys heard, but this is big to form a super league that is going to supersede the champions league and the super league. And now help me fill in details. Super league 
consists of the top six English Premier League teams, which is um, Manchester City, Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal, Tottenham, and Chelsea, uh, and three Italian teams and three Spanish teams, including Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, uh, Juventus, and I'm trying to remember the two, uh, AC Milan and Inter Milan. So that's 12 teams. They're going to invite three other teams to make it 15 and then have a five team come in and out kind of like a relegation zone. Right. So they're basically trying to create their own champions league. And the thing I heard is um, everyone is against it. Right. Because the beauty of the way English soccer is now is that uh, the Liverpools play the Burnleys. They play the Ashton Villas. They play the, um, and now every four years, they'll play the Barcelona's Real Madrid's in the Champions League. But under the new system, it's going to be they're in a league every year to get uh, every year playing each other. So there's threats of the Premier League kicking out the top six teams. There's uh, threats of UEFA Champions League kicking out those teams. There's threats of FIFA saying the players on those clubs can't play soccer. They can't right? play in the World Cup. Right. Yeah. Right. right. So there's two sides. There's the side that these English teams have been bought out by billionaires and they've lost focus of the, it's an English country that we went European for playing. Um, and there's also the owner saying we can make billions and billions of dollars if it's <laughs> coming. So I personally, without, digging deep and I'm against and I like it. I like it the way it is, but Mal, what did you hear? You, you were listening a lot on uh serious, serious XM FC. Serious XM. Uh, yeah. It, it, it flies in the face of why we love Sunderland till I die. Right. In my opinion, right. Sunderland yep. till I die is not about that soccer team as much as it's about that city. The and people. That's what Premier Soccer League has always been about. When one of the lower teams in the table finds their way, Liverpool hasn't always been good, right? They were terrible forever. Manchester City was terrible forever. And Manchester United was the team, and Manchester City was terrible, but they had rabid fans. And all of that goes away when, 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 if they make this change. Uh, so I mean, Cubs, that's my Red Sox, my <laughs> right? What's Cubs, that? Red yeah. Sox, you know. Right. Well, think about what would happen if the NFL said, all right, the top six teams, we're going to break off and go do something else, and the rest of you guys are stuck. Well, right? they, you know, they talk about that in the Professional Golf League, right? And, yeah. you know, it, it's a money grab for the Milkelsons and the, you know, the, the best players in the world. And that, you know, is getting a lot of, uh, you know, saying if you do that, you can't play in the Ryder Cup team. and you know um so interesting players time. don't like it managers don't like it fans don't like it i think the owners like it right think, well the owners of those six teams like it if you own right. Sunderland, you don't like it so uh, the 14 premier league teams that weren't involved uh voted to to kick the other six teams out of the premier league and promote six teams from the championship league and let's do our own thing right. soccer will survive football will survive um if it happens, I'm sure it'll breed its own excitement. But the interesting thing, Todd, was good if the way it, it is now. I think it's good. If it did happen, if it did happen that the six teams went off on their own 
And the yep. 14 said, screw you. And then it didn't work after 18 months. And they said, we want to come back. And they say, nope, you're not coming back. Or do they say, well, you're our bread and butter. We're going to bring it back. Or do they say, you guys got to go down to league two and work your way up for three years. Listen, I, I don't watching- think it's a done deal yet. No, it's I mean, not. It's, I don't think it's a done deal. And I'm hoping that there's enough pushback that cooler heads prevail and it doesn't happen. Some say it's a money bluff. They're just trying to get more money from the UA league and from. from uh, but listen, as a player, I'm, follow, I'm following Sunderland in League One football um, because I love it. So, um, I as as one of the premier players on Man City, Man United, uh, no Chelsea, Liverpool, you, you got to love it because your season is going to be more defined. You're going to make a ton more money, and those and. Premier soccer league players make a lot more money than most athletes in the United States. But real quick, the fans, we, they have 130 years, generation to generation to generation of we hate Manchester United. We hate um, Sunderland, Newcastle arrivals. We knew that from watching Sunderland until I died. Liverpool plays Real Madrid, you know, every five years, maybe, right? Sometimes two times in three years, but if you average it out. So it would be creating new rivalries. Change, change is hard. I think the English fans like what they have, right? They like the deep-rooted generational hate. Um, <laughs> it's interesting anyway. We'll see. So, all right, boys, let's go around the horn. See what's coming up this week as we near the official start of spring. But I just want to show you guys something as we start talking about Spring weather hitting us. I just want you to look at Wednesday's forecast here in Columbus. 50% chance of snow. Snow. Oh, oh my God. What? 50% chance of snow, perhaps one to one and a half inches of snow, depending on where the line hits central Ohio. I'm, yes. I'm so sorry, Carp. Wow. <laughs> yes. As I mowed the lawn today in shorts and short sleeves. And yes. Um, Matt, what do you got coming this week, buddy? Well, we have uh, a couple of closings. Uh, hopefully, one of the five or maybe more, two of the five offers I wrote this weekend will be accepted. We have uh, an inspection on one of our listings. Uh, on Thursday, a little shout out to, to TJ Roberts. I've known TJ since he was a little boy. He's the um, the son of a, a good client. And uh we're celebrating TJ. We're having a pizza party and we're celebrating TJ's uh, graduation from medical school on Thursday. Nice. It's going to be very cool. Uh, um, so we're all getting together for that. Uh, the, uh, the weekend is going to be uh, more front loading and playing golf and seeing how I can fix my golf swing and uh, have a couple of uh, charity events that we're, we're planning that, have a couple of uh, meetings for that. And uh, this week, thank you to uh, Richard McDonough and uh, and Amy Patternight. I have two new buyers coming into town that we'll deal with later on in the week, which is, uh, you know, all about building those relationships. Harp, it's wonderful when you get those build, solve problems and have fun, buddy. I get it. Love right? it. Love it. It's all good. It's, it's going to be a good week. I'm looking forward to this week more than than usual. It's going to be great. And it's not going to snow. Hey, <laughs> it's a blessing. Todd, how about you, bud? What's going on in the hot Atlanta? Uh, so work-wise, um, uh, 
you know, no good vacation goes unpunished. So a lot of super catch up uh, work, even though I did a great job preparing, um, it just is what it is. So just have to work that much harder. Um, uh, moving forward, uh, lacrosse wise, two games this week ends the regular season and it's on to the playoffs. Um, so the boys qualified, uh, which is good. They should be number two seed going all goes well, uh, this week, uh, in their, in their little pod. So, um, looking forward to that for sure. Uh, vaccine number two comes Thursday. I'm super excited to move, uh, get that done and move on with my life. And, um, finally in this competitive real estate market, uh, you know, uh, business competitive, uh, sports is gearing up competitive, 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 competitive. Um, I just say, we got to make sure to take a deep breath and, and love our friends, our neighbors, be compassionate. Um, we're all going through crazy times, uh, a lot of good, some bad, but I think we we're all going for the win and work business life sales. Um, just love your, love your uh, fellow competitor, friends, family, and uh, enjoy the day. Good call, Todd. Bill, follow that. Yeah. I just want to, I really wish I recorded the preamble to the show because it was a different, <laughs> it was a t- <laughs> um, no, Todd, Todd always has the, uh, knows how to end a show. And so um, um, let's see this week, I'm going to be attending, Sean, I have to tell you this. I have a ticket that I paid full freight for to the Riso conference. And I hear Wednesday night, there's a special edition of, of Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Lost Lyrics. I made you a mixtape. <laughs> yep. so it's got 80s, 80s and 90s written I'm going to huh? probably have to attend because nice. Sean... Probably yeah, you bought a ticket to be there. Yeah, yeah. So this may um, change everything, right? Bill? As they say, as they say in the movie Airplane, they knew what they were getting into when they bought the tickets. I say, let them crash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, don't call me Shirley, but that's okay. Um, so, uh, and then this week on Friday, Cindy and I road trip to Pinehurst, North Carolina, not to play golf. Oh no, something far more special. We are going to pick up Ted. Ted is a a 10 week old rough coat, Jack Russell Terrier. I had no idea there were rough coats and smooth coats of dogs, which was wire. Wire yeah, more no. wiry. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're picking up a little puppy, uh, to, you know, it's been, Oh, two and a half years since we've had a dog. So looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun, a lot of work. Uh, our Instagram accounts are both going to bloom to life because now we got stuff to take pictures of sure. <laughs> a whole bunch of Lori's is going to fizzle out. Yeah. Boy, exactly. Lori's. Yeah. So I love Lori's Instagram, oh, uh, what a Instagram great, post. What a great awesome. grid. smile every time. What makes a great grid she has right on her, on her profile right now yeah. with all those dogs. Bill, you're going to go to, you're going to go to Pinehurst. You're going to get four dog legs and bad breath. <laughs> but um bum. <laughs> Yeah, I am going to take Cindy. I, I She doesn't know this yet. Uh, she's not listening yet. Uh, I'm going to bring um, her putter out of her bag out of storage. And we're just going to go oh, yeah. putt on like Thistle Do. Or play yeah. the, uh, yeah, the Thistle Do. We're just going to go putt around. Do. Yeah, that's it. So she can see, you okay. know, just seeing the resort is amazing. So Get her a duck hook. Tell her Riley loves it. Okay. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> Riley Carpenter approved. <laughs> the duck hook from the uh, the the 
uh, pine From cone. The, the ninety, the ninety-first hole. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Whatever, It'll yeah. be fun. So. Yep. Yep. What about you, Sean? But, so I, I um, I took the day off today, guys. I had my second vaccine shot on Sunday, expecting maybe some struggles today, but feel great. Uh, so tomorrow I have um some coaching sessions with some climate agents. I do a session for Eric Sachs, our friend Eric Sachs, Bill mm. with Breakthrough Broker. Nice. Tomorrow. Nice. I do a, a session for uh, Women's Council of Realtors in Lansing, Michigan on Wednesday. Those are both virtual. Uh, jumping on a podcast on uh, Thursday with our friend Matt Fagioli uh, yeah. for his his team's sure. podcast. Um, and then uh, and then as you talked about, doing a little lost lyrics on uh, on uh, tomorrow night for for our friend Sam DeBoard and his Riso team. So very excited that lost lyrics going a little mainstream. It's a couple times I've done it for we did we had a good time with them last fall. And they've invited me back, uh, hosted by our friends at realtor.com and, uh, and it should be fun. So listen, on behalf of all the guys, Anthony, Todd, and Bill, as always, guys, thanks for listening to the stare down.